You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode number 85 of BNI, The Australian Story. My name is Veronica here on the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria, and I'm here with our co-host and executive director of Melbourne South, Mr. Brent Edwards. Good morning, Brent. Good morning, Veronica, and hello, everyone in podcast land. Great for you to be with us once again. Now, we are actually recording it for the first time ever. We're doing a 7 a.m. recording because we have to work around our our guests today. And uh, I guess it led me to the question of asking you, how many BNI meetings do you attend each week on average as a BNI executive director? Well, firstly, for our listeners, this is not great for me right now because I've been away for a few days, so I haven't had any real early mornings for a while. I'm usually quite accustomed to it, but... uh, We'll be back into it. As a BNI director, oh, we're usually doing, uh, you know, around about three, you know, three meetings a week in in a normal sort of uh, week. When you've got a lot of chapters, um, I try and still get around to a lot of them. Uh, we've got a couple we, I still manage and uh, we work with startup groups and the like. So that takes you into that as well. So, but there's other things like if there's a special member anniversary or something, I like to get around and, and award the pins personally. And people just like to see you. People just like to see you catch up. And um, and it's really important, especially for BNI directors listening to this, it's really important to be vis- visible in your region. And uh, if you're visible within your region, I, I think uh, people can build that relationship with you as well. So while I've just got you um, talking about your role, Brent, just very quickly, uh, can you explain an ambassador role for any members that are watching and for listening and also the director consultant role for anyone who's listening? Yeah, sure. So an ambassador role is a is firstly, um, is probably the entry level into the director and ambassador team. So that is a, mem- a member support role. So that's another level of support for members where they can actually um, build relationships with uh, other members from outside their group and around the region, and they can actually uh, help support them, help get them started, especially new members. is really good for new members or members who are struggling in certain aspects of the BNI program. The direct consultant role is the next level of management up with that, and those direct consultants are, are usually um, they're in the spot where they're in a support role for uh for the executive director with chapters where they're managing chapters a lot more. They're they're more hands-on in the management of the chapters and working with mainly the members, but also with the uh, mainly the leadership team and also with the members, I I should have said, um, in in helping them and making sure they're comfortable with running the system, uh, they're working the system, uh, so they get the most benefit out for their members as well. And, and, you know, positive coaching um, through those uh, through those chapters as well. And believe it or not, some chapters do have issues and some problems here and, here and there. And the direct consultants are, are on the ground actually yeah, helping through those problems as well as another level of support. 
So for all of our members who are listening, if you do see the uh, the ambassador in the room, make sure that you have a one-to-one. If you've got any questions at all that you can't, you don't feel like you've been able to answer with maybe your new member mentor, then they're definitely there as a resource. And also reach out to your DCs and even you, Brent, I know that you've been doing one-to-ones with members as well. Yeah, I like catching up with members and having a coffee and catching up with them and finding out a bit about what they do and really just helping them with any issues they might have also. Um, my, you know, with the amount of members we've got, my time's limited. I don't get a chance to get around to uh, get around to all of them because we, you know, our, our region, for example, has got, you know, probably just under 400 members. So, but if people look me up for one and if I've got time in my diary, I do not knock them back. So uh, I think that's uh, that's really important to be, to be accessible as well. And uh, so this podcast is a great way to meet our members also. Now, this particular guest, which you're about to introduce, I was lucky enough to have a one-to-one with uh, over a luncheon that you had put on very generously for all of the incoming and outgoing leadership teams. So I'll let you do the honours, but I'm really looking forward to um, sharing the podcast with this guest today. Oh, it was the outgoing teams who were thanking them for their work at the end of the term um, going forward, which you'll probably see a bit more about around the country with those as well. But our special guest today, and we are off to um, where we are virtually now, it's in our region, with uh, on the Mornington Peninsula in Melbourne with Darren Nash from Nash Locksmiths. Now, I also know Darren quite well because Darren was in a uh, in one of my startups um, a couple of years ago and a failed one also. So we might uh, just talk about a little bit over that because not all of our new chapters get up. So welcome, Darren. Uh, and Darren's a, he's a locksmith on the Mornington Peninsula. He's calling us from the shed on Zoom. We are recording this on Zoom today, and I can see all the uh, all the tools in the background. So welcome to the BNI Australian Story podcast, Darren. Welcome. Hi, Brent and Veronica. Morning. It is a beautiful morning, isn't it? Yeah. It's crisp yeah, well, and beautiful. Can you tell our uh, tell our listeners uh, how long uh, you've been in B and I now, and uh, and what chapter you're in? Um, so just just gone for my renewal for two years. Um, just transferred to that should probably needs a bit of context. I've just transferred to B and I Flyers, as I've got a staff member that I've placed into B and I Sand Manalizer to replace me. Okay, and you are one of the uh, founding members of of BNISN with us. Yeah, that's, that's right. So we were meeting to try and get a Western Port chapter off the ground, and I don't know, it felt like maybe two or three months, and uh, just wasn't um, just wasn't getting any traction. So as you as you put it, let's not beat this uh, dead horse anymore. And Manalizer um, <laughs> was having a startup at the same time. So um, my my category I was going for. Um, there isn't many, so I was quite secure to transfer to Mount Eliza and it's been a great, absolute great chapter. And, you know, with our, um, with our chapters and our startup chapters, you know, a lot of, not, a lot of them don't, you know, quite a few don't get up because we just haven't got that, um, you know, if you, if you haven't got the inviting mentality of bringing people along and really in startup chapters, you need to build that foundation uh, and, get people interested in going. And I can tell you, Veronica, that Darren was inviting. He was bringing someone every week and he was on the ground. He could see 
the benefit of it, but not everyone in the room was, and they were a bit blasé about it. And and when you're starting up a chapter, the worst thing is when you want visitors in the room, you walk in and everyone's looking at each other going, well, where's the visitors, guys? You know, we need to build this. Yeah. And everyone's looking around the rooms. Well, how come you didn't bring one? Well, how come you didn't bring one? <laughs> so it's uh, for the visitor as well because they've walked into a room and they're wanting to see. So if they've heard about BNI, they've got this expectation. It's pumping, twenty point agenda happens the same way all over the world, and all they see is you know eight people sitting around a table. So yeah, yeah it's very- it's it's hard with a low vibe because um, yeah, we run events, we run weekly events. Our meetings are a weekly event where. That weekly event is structured and passed a lot of business, but when you haven't got many people in the room, people really can't see that side of it. And as a launch director, you're really uh, there to say, okay, well, this is what we've got here because it's only a startup group, but this is the vision for what we want to do. And with that, we can show some videos on how it works and and get a people a feeling of what they expect. So um, as a launch director, you really need to paint that picture uh, of what it's going to be when we reach that result. And um, yeah, some days it's, it's, and Darren would, would admit it was pretty hard work in those early days, wasn't it? Some weeks. Yeah, definitely. Like you got to, when you're a tradie as well, um, you're seeing the, you, you're just thinking about the value. I could be at someone's front door right now making money. So what it was at the beginning, it was a bit hard to see the, um, the commitment to how that turns around to benefit my business. But um, oh, all the, all the more for it now. It's definitely. So, so who invited you to our startup? So this Nikki Edwards from Flawless Figures Bookkeeping. The bookkeeper. Yeah. Yep. And bookkeepers and, are a great conduit to invite people to startups because they've got a book. They've got a book full of mm. businesses. Yeah. That old thing, what's it, a Rolodex or something? I've never seen Roll- A Rolodex. You've been listening to too much of Dr. Ivan Meiser's podcast. <laughs> I don't even know what one looks like. I've got an iPhone, so. <laughs> a Rolodex was a thing you used to keep, used to insert business cards in and roll them through, I think, or, or contact cards. It sounds uh, going, like a wallet. <laughs> going through. And you've actually got to a point where we've actually got you started in a chapter and you've expanded your business from the growth through B&I and, and then moved into a uh, moved into a second chapter. So, um, yeah, yeah um, that that's really great. So moving right along, so you're invited by your um, bookkeeper, but you got some advice with, um, when you started up in business that, you know, networking was dead, word of mouth was dead. Tell us a bit more about that. Oh, definitely. So um, going from wages to starting my own business, um, heaps of setup thing, heaps of setup costs and things you never really thought about before that you'd need. And so I spoke to some people in the industry um, and they said, yeah, you got to get on Google ads. you got to get on early. It takes three months to build credibility on Google ads. And um, uh, I fed that machine like it was thirsty. So um, off the bat, yeah, you had some work, but that never turned into like a credible database. It never turned into um, your customers. You'd paid to be there. Um, and you go from, and you get all the spam phone calls. So I went from one, this wasn't working out. So I transferred to another ad agency and that'd build you up for three months. Um, and then there was one, one month where I wasn't getting a service delivered. I transferred to another ad agency that was recommended from a friend 
And uh, as a as a see you later, no no thanks to your business, they left my ad campaign running on a direct debit. So I had two two Ouch. debits come out in one month. Oh yeah, it was a big sting. Um, and so, especially <clears throat> for a startup. Yeah, yeah. Um, Money are we talking, um, Darren? So obviously you've been given this advice and but a lot of business owners, we're good at what we do and we're not good at advertising and marketing. Yeah. You're, really, um, you're really relying on these professionals to give you the right advice. And I, and I do believe that they are giving you what they believe is the right advice. Mm. So, but what was the initial cost for you, just so we can get a comparison of what you're spending now for your ROI? What were you initially spending on your Google Ads? Um, we're up to about three grand a month. Wow, so that's a big chunk. Yeah, and then so when when one ad campaign uh, manager uh, lost my business, they left the ads running. So there was at least an extra um, fifteen hundred to two grand just taken out for no reason. Yeah. Um. And and these aren't people that I met in BNI because Google Ads has a time and a place, and um, I I saw my business with BNI moving away from these paid ads, um, specifically for my industry because around the world, America is starting to ban locksmiths advertising because there's just an inconsistency of a reliable service getting sent out. Uh, you just got to look up Mr. $45 or locksmith scammer in, in um, YouTube and you'll find heaps of these like uh, current affair shows, um, watching these people show up to front doors, ununiformed, unlicensed, unskilled, ruining people's um, security and charging an arm and a leg. And that's coming to our shores in Australia. So... We're, um, our industry is always trying to fight that. And luckily, they don't really come down um, to the peninsula. It's too far for a $45 service call. Um, but it does happen. And, yeah. So um, just, just luckily, and, and with the um, with the paid ads too, it's like B&I is not the be-all and end-all for your business. Um, you know, some businesses need other forms of marketing and other uh, form of funnels to get through. And with the paid ad people's people in our chapter, at least if you've got an issue, you are, you're able to face them the following week. It's a week real person. It's a real yeah. person you can see in me. Look them in the eyes and and you know, you know, we, we can do better next month or or you know, let me let me take you out for dinner because I'm getting a great result. That you can't do that with a, a call center operator from I don't know, let's say Queensland. So um as a startup, you poured a bit of money into uh into into Google advertising and three grand a month. Well, that's your first two years of being I subs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and so um, yeah, how how was it that you started to hear the the stories about how B and I worked and thought that was the way to go from there? So the Nikki, the bookkeeper that got me along. Um, that wasn't her first um, position in BNI as a bookkeeper. Um, in a previous life, she did um, a gym in Mornington. And she told me it really set her gym apart with that word of mouth, getting people to come along to the gym for all the programs that they offered. And then once once we got into, once we got into an, a, a chapter meetings and started to do one-on-one with other people that had experienced BNI before, I could really see the the potential value that there is this word of mouth, um, there is this word of mouth system that is, is getting people business, just not leads. It's actually getting your jobs and invoices paid. Um, yeah. Great. And um, you, 
had the support, um, you know, because everyone was at home during, I, I like how you say that question here, the great pause. You have been listening to Dr. Ivan Meister a lot. Yeah. Uh, so you said uh, during the uh, during the lockdowns and everything, because um, everyone was at home, they're probably not locking themselves out of their house and their cars as much mm. or redoing their security as much. So you had some other um, opportunities where your group actually supported you through that. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, there was um, our industry was deemed essential workers, so still moving around. And some of the things I tried to advertise locally was that people, like one example, a very specific one is people moving into um, aged care or getting into the um, uh, personal alarm pendants um, if they're going to stay at home, they usually get like a little key safe onto their screen door or front door so that the ambulance can let themselves in. During lockdown, they weren't allowed to go to any key cutting shop. And so they were stuck with the problem of the anxiety of they're not going to be able to get in if something happens to me. Mm. So one of the things that I, I saw the need and there was not a lot of work going on, so double down, let's just offer um, key cuts at your front door, you know, just a basic service. And um, um, Mitch from Octopus Digital, who was part of Manalyzer Ascend, um, I spoke to him because he's, he's now a good mate as well as a um, chapter member. And I said, mate, times are tough for me, even though the business is essential. There's no work. We still got all the outgoings. Mm. And he came up with the idea. Um, you get your phone number from every customer you've met and sometimes an email address. He said, that's a database you're not utilising. So Mitch has a, just a different hat on his head, how he thinks about business. And he said, that, that's, uh, you know, you've got to use that database. So he said, for 50 cents of SMS, let's send out uh, a warm welcome message to your database just to remind them that we are here if you need these um, keys cut, if you're unable to travel. Um, and he... Um, you know, just to remind everyone, stay safe in this time. And, um, you know, it's just Darren from Nash Locksmiths. That message got sent out and um, literally the next day I had a few phone calls that they said, oh, we weren't sure if you could come out. We really need this fixed. And then the days and weeks following that, I had one lady in Mount Eliza that I'd helped her late at night. She lost her keys on the front lawn mm -hmm. and someone picked them up. The reason she knows is the roller door was going up and down. So she was a bit spooked. So we went and re-keyed her whole house, you know, 10.30 at night. And she was really grateful. And um, she she received the SMS and uh, her name's Joanne. And she called me back. She said, oh, I got your message. It's really lo lovely. Um, I'll, I'll find some work for you around the house. And so... Uh, yeah, at the, in that time, she paid above and beyond. I, I might have asked for 300 bucks, a reasonable job, and she paid double. You know, wow. she was really kind because you get to talk to people. It's, that's part of being nice, you, that you, you listen as much as you talk, and I'm a big talker. So um, she knows I've got four kids. She knows everyone's struggling, and she chose to be super generous. So, um, yeah, you know, she's on speed dial. She needs anything. I'll be there. I, I love that. The, the standout um, for me in your story and when, when I was, um, when we were talking, is that you wouldn't have had that opportunity had you not spoken to Mitch, had you not had that, 
conversation or that relationship with your other BNI member. And that is sometimes where the greatest value of your business is. You'll just be sitting having a one-to-one and someone will have an idea. They'll think outside the box. They won't be frightened or limited by their beliefs about your business, whereas as business owners, sometimes we are. We think about what if, you know, I'm too scared, but that may not work. Someone else looks at your business and goes, no, you can absolutely do that. And I can help you because that's my expertise. So let's, like your bookkeeper, Mm. She saw something for you, offered you an opportunity. Now, you know, Mitch saw something for you, offered you an opportunity. So I just love the fact that during lockdown, people may not have been able to, you know, give you $100 to go and change a lock, but he's mm. given you something that's been worth so much more for you. Yeah, he's actually a bit annoyed because he's like, okay, so where's – he wanted the data to, to – um, he wanted the, the data of how successful was this. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm just a trader. I'm like, oh, it – it worked really well, Mitch. You'll just have to take my word for it, mate. Because in that time, you know, we weren't paying for ads. That's something that Mitch helped me transition away from paid ads for my industry. So we're just focused on the website and SEO. And so I knew I knew the call volume coming through had spiked. Um, and also like the bookkeeper, um, Nikki, she's still my bookkeeper today. And because we were working and turning over a little bit, we weren't ever close to being eligible for a business in crisis. And for me, it happened like in a week or maybe a fortnight at most. And straight on the phone to her, um, and she said, well, you're eligible now. And so those payments then come through, just just kept kept the lights on really. That's how dire it was. And I'm not the only business that was like that. So having um, having a BNI chapter, a group of people that really root for your success, um, Jamie Mara for Align for Growth, from as soon as it was available was saying any any business that's struggling and you're on disaster payments don't sit on your hands go get this free mentoring you know this is valuable and so i signed up i had a business coach help me with a, a business plan moving forward so you feel equipped coming out of the great pause i mean i've gone from thinking about this business is going to shut down i actually when i got my heavy rigid truck license you know plan b don't don't sit on your hands um, so I can drive a bus <laughs> I'm never going to use. Um, and then now this year I'm, I'm raising an apprentice, you know, it's a complete turnaround. And even in my industry, people are asking for staff. So when a guy taps you on the shoulder that, you know, you're like, I can vouch for your character. I just got to teach you how to do this job. So it's just, it just swings and roundabouts. Now I think about it, but it's moving forward, which is the most important thing. Yeah. But there was other work that they offered you too, wasn't there? So around the chapter, other businesses were offering the opportunity to come and do some labouring with them. Oh, that's that's right. The advice I had, because um, as we are all positive moving forward people, you wear a smile on the phone and in person. Um, the advice I was given, it might have come from Mitch from memory. He said, go visit some other chapters. We're all on Zoom. Make the time, do it, which I think is great advice for anyone. And um, just try and network with those people that you do know and just let them know that you haven't got much work. Um, so it's a bit of a humbling thing because not having work usually feels like you're failing and business isn't good. You're vulnerable. Um, yeah. But when you look at the the forest, the big picture, it's not my fault that it was failing. I'm trying hard, as hard as I can like everyone else. So mm-hmm. I spoke to um, Phil, the barrier, uh, pool inspector from Flyers, and he was surprised. Mate, I didn't know you were quiet. I thought you were flat out. He's flat out. The council's still pushing everyone for getting their pool fencing done. Uh, and so Phil said, can you build a spa fence for me? So, mate, let's do it. Let's do it. I've never built a spa fence, but, um, you know, 
it's, it's essentially basic carpentry and I do a lot of that day in and day out. So he was happy. It signed off and you know, he, he's a stickler for it. So I add that to my resume. I love that. I, I love that when we were talking that, you know, there's people can help you in a lot of ways in the chapter. And when you've got that credibility and that trust, you know, as a business owner, none of us want to admit that we're not, it's not working mm. to be vulnerable to your chapter members um, I find, I think a lot of women out there will uh, will probably connect with this. If you can be vulnerable, there's a, that says a lot about your character. Mm. You're not trying to pretend that you're something, that you're actually more authentic and you can say, you know something, I need some help. Some, yeah. Can someone help me out here? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this has been a um, great story, Darren. And um, what you've actually put here is, um, you know, thanks to the Be Nice system, you now feel like you're in a business community mm. instead yeah. of um, on your own out there. So, yeah, tell us a bit more about that. Well, that's that's the first thing that I realised after I um, started the business and started, you know, going on a spending spree, buying tools and all this stuff probably didn't need, um, is that I had left a really good business on the peninsula um, Franks and locksmiths, uh, left them and, and the relationship was cut off. Like it was my choice to leave. And so I wasn't part of that little community because I, you, your, um, work colleagues, they're all supportive. Um, and so one's the loneliest number. So you're out there all by yourself. And, um, I found going to the startup chapters and just talking to people, Hey, let's, let's, let's do this one-to-one thing they talk about after our startup meeting. And so you'd hang around and, and do a one-to-one with people. And so, yeah, the BNI system, when we got Mount Eliza Ascend officially, I think it's stage three, we're a full-fledged chapter. Um, I think we might have had 28 or something. Well, a peak, I think we were 31. That's 30 other people that were rooting for my success. And, and I feel great to be a part of that, that I can help other people's businesses be successful because... Um, it's really valuable to be able to talk to someone even about what you're thinking about doing in your next step in business, whether I should lease a vehicle um, or should I purchase it cash? You know, this is a decision I have to make and what's the benefit now that I've got an ABN? You know, I'm not on wages. I, my v- income um, can gra- greatly exceed, uh, you know, the weekly kibble they give you. So, these are the things that this business advice or financial advice and all that I've been given in a one-to-one, it's valuable that other people pay for this stuff, you know, um, to sit down with a financial planner in a bank. And so the people in the chapter have helped me greatly. And I, I as a small business owner coming out of the great pause, I feel quite confident I've got superannuation and insurance covered. You know, if I get hit by a bus, so bad, you know, that I'm not leaving behind, a small payout and um, hungry kids, you know, that's important. I've got wills sorted. I've got um, a financial plan moving forward. Um, yeah. So being a part of a BNI chapter, if you utilize the system and really get to know your other chapter members, not only that, I get a massage from the chapter myotherapist and walk out feeling like a cloud, you know, <laughs> there's all, all these benefits to having a chapter um, behind you. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love it. And I was actually um, at an event, uh, Brent, on the weekend, and I was really frustrated. Some really great friends that I know, they run a fantastic catering business. <clears throat> I was talking to them and they're like, oh, we're really struggling. You know, we've lost all our major contracts during the uh, the, the pandemic. And, you know, that, it was a real downer of a conversation. I said, look, you have to come to one of these uh, B&I meetings. I said, come to my chapter, go to another chapter. I don't mind, but you have to get into B&I so that you know, a whole bunch of business owners can support you and support your business. And they said to me, oh, we can't because we need to be at work. I said, it's, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah, well, I'm the only one there. I said, well, you're the boss. Bring the pots and pans and tell them that you're going to be an hour and a half late and mm. turn up. I said, because in business, you have to do you have, what you have to do and what you need to do, not necessarily what you want to do. But it, it's frustrating because until you get into a meeting, you don't really understand the value of it. I know. It's so frustrating. And and people make a choice on what you tell them. And it's so frustrating to say, oh, the, you know, on one hand, they're bleeding about having no work. Well, come along here. We can connect you to give you a lot of work. Oh, I haven't got time. Yeah. Was that no, a cake no, maker? No, you don't want to do it. You don't want to come along. You don't even want to have a look. Yeah. Um, you know. V, was it a cake maker for weddings? No, it wasn't. I tell you, that, that, that would have been better. No, this is just a caterer. So, you know, oh, a caterer. The oh, caterer. You yeah, tell them about the wedding mafia. Uh, that's I've probably told... one of my great, like favorite stories from BNI. I'm, I'm <laughs> hoping I can get one going. The oh, wedding mafia, just take over. Absolutely. And, you know, at Christmas time, Brent, when you were organising all your functions for the regions and stuff, we were screaming out, is there any caterers in any of the chapters? And having to, you know, we were getting BNI members from outside the region, which was fantastic. We're still keeping it within you know, our BNI community. But jeepers, creepers, you know, they were struggling as much as anybody. But unfortunately, we need to, you know, I've found myself have been in BNI when I had three young kids and a, and a husband who didn't understand why I had to get up at 6am and be somewhere. Um, and he does now, he's incredibly supportive. But you just have to get there. If you want your business to turn around, you need to turn around and you have to put the work in. So, I, you know, it's frustrating, but you need to get people in the room. Then they see the benefit. Then they they want to turn up at 7 o'clock in the morning because they know they can't miss it each week. Yeah, it just yeah. takes time. Absolutely. Hey, uh, just before we get on to uh, letting you plug your business here, Darren, uh, in the shed there. So um, you actually put on your questionnaire that you've got great benefit out of being on leadership team roles and as a good tip for members and, um, you know, working on a leadership team. So can you share the growth you've got out of what you learned from and the extra visibility that you've uh, got from being on a leadership team in your chapter? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I I went for the education coordinator, thinking it was a you know bit of a passive easy role. <laughs> no such thing, no such thing. So um, I, I've chosen to do education. I really um, I, I would I would have to do some education anyway through the week. And as you say, the moment you stop uh, learning, you stop earning. So keep on the education coming through. So the education role, um, it's just got me more comfortable with public speaking, um, new people in the room. So that's just a personal barrier I've pushed through. But I really do get a lot out of the education BNI has to offer. And as in my chapter, Jamie, um, Jamie, who's the uh, business coach, um, he's reminded us that this kind of content that um, B and I put out, which is free, is worth thousands. 
there are people out there trying to buy books on how to work four days in three, you know, and the next bestseller how to work two days, two days in um, three days in two, you know, it's, it's people want to find out how to be successful in business and educating yourself how to do that and learning from other people's mistakes. You know, someone might listen to this and, and get something insightful out of it. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Brent. And it's the, it's the visibility in the chapter. You can sit there for an hour and a half and, and, and you can do the bare minimum, but being on the, any of the, what do you call it? The executive roles? The leadership team, yeah. yeah. Being a part of the leadership team, whether you're a visitor host um, or part of the membership committee, that's, it's a valuable position for you in business. If you treat being a part of your business, it's, it's not, oh, I haven't got time for that meeting. It's, it's a part of your business. And the visibility builds credibility, which equals... Profitability. Profitability. That's it. <laughs> we, know, we know what we're talking about here. I, I'll tell you what, he's, uh, I feel like a proud father right now. One of my star students. Hey, uh, you know, and what people don't forget is, you know, within that 90 minutes, like just doing something like the education spot, you get three minutes, you're standing up and showing you how, you know, your credibility by doing it well, you're standing up in the meeting with your logo Nash Locksmith um, shirt on. Mm. Everyone's focused on you and they're thinking, well, he's, he's doing this pretty well. You know, this is someone I could probably refer to and trust, you know, with my security. Mm. And that's the, that's a hidden element of there. We haven't yeah. got that one today. <laughs> it's definitely the visibility is underrated hey uh darren we get every we give everyone a chance to uh to do their weekly presentation so are you ready to go well we we only get 30 seconds i don't think i'll take the full 60 but yeah do do your do your uh do your standard one okay and uh five four three two one hit it I'm Darren from Nash Locksmiths. We're locksmiths and safe experts based on the Mornington Peninsula. I'd like to talk to you this week about digital locks, especially in the short-term Airbnb rental space. We had a customer um, needing their locks changed as a uh, guest had rented their place in Safety Beach in Martha Cove, proceeded to pull apart all their stuff and even the doors that were meant to be locked, they just used a screwdriver and let themselves in. And they were at a great loss, uh, an insurance claim sort of loss. So that can't always be prevented. But the, the, the crucial part is that they didn't trust the front door key after that because the person had touched it. And what did they do? They can go get a copy. So having a digital lock on your entry to your short-term rental or your holiday home or just your family home is a great way to ensure that you're the only one with the code if you can keep your lips closed. Um, or you can use your smartphone, which face IDs, which is quite secure and can unlock your front door. And um, a lot of these locks now not only are more affordable, but can be online. So you can remotely open, remotely put codes into a lock. If you're expecting a, a cleaner that day, you can let them in via a code you've programmed from wherever in the world. So Darren from Nash Locksmiths. I love it. Well done. It's a pretty specific... Uh... Pacific referral, I love it. Awesome. You've got to be terrific. Laser, pre laser precise these days. <laughs> That's what we want in referrals. That no, no, anybody, oh, somebody yeah. is a nobody. 
Yeah. Exactly right. just, he's just he's just firing all my zingers back to me. Darren, well, great to have you on today, mates, and uh, and really uh, really happy to have you in our organisation. Uh, Darren Nash from Nash, Nash Locksmiths, uh, a website or some something someone can find you at. Yeah, um, just nashlocksmiths.com.au. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook, just to, just really showing what we can do, having a good day out there. <laughs> good on you, mate. Thank you very much for being on today. Thanks, Veronica and Brent. Great. And thank you, Brent, because I know that we're sharing the love around Australia and we're trying to get as many stories from all over the country. But I just I just had to let you know about that story that um, Darren has shared with me. So I really appreciate the, you having Darren on the podcast today and being able to share that with our regions. I think a lot, a lot of business owners, for me, this podcast is about be authentic, you don't have to pretend that you have a great ride all the time. Business is tough, but it's easier when you've got a group and a community around you and supporting you and understanding you and uh, and there for you. So I, I really appreciate that we've been able to get that out to all our listeners today. Oh, no, no problem at all. And uh, it's great to have someone on who uh, who you who you know and you know you've been through the BNI journey with them going forward. So yeah, it's been great. Now, I have booked my uh, flight and hotel for the National Conference. I am super excited, not only just to get to the conference and actually, you know, be in that whole BNI headspace for a day and a half, but just to get, you know, into a, into a plane. I'm a bit of it scared, to be honest. Didn't really want to get into a, the floating Petri dish, but I'm, uh, I'm really happy. I feel like I'm getting out there again and, and life is getting back to normal. So I just wanted to encourage everybody if, uh, if you've got a definitely if you've got a uh, travel agent in your chapter give them a call get them to organize this for you if you're thinking about it just don't just get on and do it because the national conference is fantastic it's in sydney now and uh 20th and 21st of may 20th for members and uh 20 20th and 21st for director and ambassador team and oh. uh rose hill gardens race course we're in so out in the west of Sydney, it will be fantastic. And there's other events around that time as well. If you're spending a couple of days in there, and I've been on a few plane trips already this year, so it's okay. I've survived. <laughs> now, I know that we've gone a little bit longer this morning, but did you have a tip for the week? Yeah, quick one today. Um, talking about referrals, and Darren gave a great example of that. And, you know, I see a lot of people say anyone who needs, anyone who needs a locksmith, you know, it's the worst referral because you don't know their need. So you need to really describe that sort of dream referral. Um, and, you know, a good referral for me is anyone who needs a locksmith. Well, how often does that work for you? It doesn't really, okay? So describing what type of customer you're looking for? You know, are they a person or a company? Uh, what is their name or their title, if you know the person you want to be connected to? Uh, where are they located? What do they look like? Uh, what's the exact type of business or profession they're in or, or, or the exact type of need they might have? Uh, how can you help them? What's their problem? What are your products and what products and services of, of yours then they may need to actually solve a problem or, or get through and what benefit they'll receive from each of your products and services. So these are some of the things you need to talk about 
during your presentation, I'll see a lot of people say, hey, good referral for me is anyone who needs me. Well, we don't know. And what you're really doing there is you're asking the group to prospect for you. And who's got time to prospect for you when you're prospecting for yourself? You know, we're all prospecting for our own businesses. So the more help you can give us to put that person foremost in the mind who we might meet. And the whole idea of your presentations is when I'm out and about or even sitting in the meeting, I think, hang on, I know someone who needs that. I know someone who's got that problem. Or when I'm speaking to people, that comes up and that's a memory help. Hey, I know someone who can help you with that. So this is your role as a presenter in the group to not say anyone who needs this, to put that seed in their head so we can find that person for you. And it's amazing when it comes up and then you can relate to the story. Oh, yeah, well, uh, this person in Safety Beach, like Darren said, they had this problem and people come in to ransack their house. But now they don't have that problem because of this. And, uh, you know, how many people, you, well, you've got a, uh, you know, you've got a short-term rental as well, V. You might have to give Darren a call and, and well, sort that down to Phillip Island. I know that he wants to travel down to Phillip Island, but I do know we've got a BNI member on the Mornington Peninsula that manages Airbnbs. Hmm. Now, that might be a little one-to-one that someone can reach out to. That's a great tip, Brent. Thank you. And to all of our listeners, uh, our members, please keep sharing the podcast podcast we really appreciate your support thank you steve for ensuring our podcast runs smoothly this morning and we'll see you again we'll hear you again next the same time next week 